I'm Pastor AJ. It's, it's, it's an honor this morning to be here, to be able to share at GSC. I want to thank the whole lead team for giving me the opportunity. I, I count it an honor and privilege. I never take it lightly when I get asked to share God's word from behind a pulpit or wherever I'm at, here on Twitch, wherever I'm at. It's, it's an honor and privilege. I just want to thank Pastor Susie, Pastor Amanda, Pastor Tammy, Pastor TJ, Pastor Boz. Honestly, thank you for this, this honor and this privilege to share God's word. And today I want, to, I want to talk to you. We've been talking about it in SquadCon during this week. You've heard different messages about being built different. And um, my, my title of my message today is Built for God. And I really want to bring out um, a couple of things out of this message. A story maybe you never heard of before. It's, it's, it's found in 1 Kings. Before I get started with that, um, you know, in World of Warcraft, I love World of Warcraft. And in World of Warcraft, there's different builds, right? I'm a holy pally, but I can I can also be a tank pally or retribution pally. And you hear this phrase, you know, um, are you if you if, if you're new to the game, you look at builds, right? I believe as Christians, we got to have a build. This, you know, um, I'm using the game as an analogy. You choose a build to be a holy pally. You choose a build to be a tank pally. But we got to have a build within us, and we're built different as Christians. We got to have this build within us to serve God, you know, consistently to serve God with no retreat, to serve God wholeheartedly. That's why I want to bring out today a couple of things. I want you to look at a story here, or look at a verse here. In Galatians chapter 5, verse 7, it says, You're running a good race. Who cut it on you and kept you from obeying the truth? Many times we're running, we, we, we start this race good. You know, we get saved. Salvation was the beginning for us. We received the Lord. We said the prayer, maybe here on Twitch, or, you know, maybe for you it, it, it was at a church service. Maybe for you it was, you know, outside. I don't know where you received God, but that was a start for us. But now that you... Now that you're saved, you're, 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 you're in a race. Many times we're running this race and all of a sudden something cuts in on us. And st something stops us. Something makes us either turn back or go the other way. Something makes us stop and for, from continue to compete in the race. Continue to be, to be a Christian. Continue to be saved. Continue to go after the things of the Lord. And I really believe as we run this race, we got to be built different. We got to be built with these things in our life that God wants to put into us. In order for us not to, in order for us to finish this race, because it's not how you start the race, but it's how you finish the race. We want to finish strong. And then here in First Kings, there's a story of a man of God from Judah. We don't know his name. We just know that he was the man of God from Judah. He started the race good. He 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 got the word from the Lord to do, to do what he was called to do. But as we see it, read the story, it didn't end like that. So let's turn our Bibles to First Kings 13 and um, verse one. By the word of the Lord, I'm going to read a bit here now. By the word of the Lord, a man of God came from Judah to Bethel. At Jeroboam, at that time, Jeroboam was the king, right? But he, God had given, at, at this time too, so there was, there was Solomon and there was Jeroboam, and there was, and there was another, an, an, another man that, they all wanted to be king, you know? I mean, at the time, Solomon was king, but Solomon had turned his heart from God. He, his wife's turned his heart from God. And the, and the Lord, you know, when that happens, Lord gives him chance after chance, and here at Jeroboam, he, he's given Jeroboam promise. If you if you would if if you would um if you would serve me and follow my ways, I will establish your kingdom in your house for generations. He gave him that promise in, in First Kings, but here we are, Jeroboam. Um, with he made two golden calves. You know, he had one in Bethel, and so and he had one he had a place so nobody so nobody had to visit Jerusalem, go to, go into Solomon's kingdom. So. Jeroboam was standing by the altar to make an offering. By the word of the Lord, he cried out against the altar, 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 this is what the Lord says. A son of name Josiah will be born to the house of David. On you he will sacrifice the priest of the high places. 
who make offerings here, and the human bones will be will be burned on on you. Actually, too, I'll just make a note. See this the son named Josea. It, it wasn't for like a thousand years later that this 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 prophecy that he that the man of God from Judah actually preached came to pass. I'll just throw that in there. But um, the same day the man of God gave a sign. This is a sign the Lord has declared. The altar will split apart, and the ashes on it will be poured out. Verse four. When King Jeroboam heard the man of God cried out against the altar at Bethel, he stretched out his hand from the altar and he said, "Seize him!" And the hand he stretched out for the man of God, man shriveled up, so he could not pull it back. As the altar was split apart and the ashes poured out, according to the sign given by the man of God and by the word of the Lord, this is like something you see out of a movie, right? Like this is like this is like epic. His, his arms going out, shrivels up, he can't take it back, right? It's, it's like whoa, what's going on? You know this. This guy has, um, this man of God, you know, he's, he, there's power here. It's God. It's, it wasn't him, it was God. Verse 6, Then the king said to the man of God, Intercede with the Lord your God and pray for me, that my hand may be restored. So the man of God interceded with the Lord, and the king's hand was restored and became as it was before. The king said to the man of God, Come home with me for a meal, and I will give you a gift. But the man of God Answered the king, he said, Even if you were to give me half of your possessions, I will not go with you, nor will I eat bread or drink water here. For I was commanded by the by the word of the Lord, you must not eat bread or drink water or return by the way you came. So he took another road and did not return by the way he had come to Bethel. Now there was a certain old prophet living in Bethel, whose son came whose sons came and told him all that the man of God had done that day. They also told their father what he had also said to the king. Their father asked him, which way did he go? And his son showed him which road the man of God from Judah had taken. So he said to his son, saddle a donkey for me. And, and when they um, had saddled a donkey for him, he mounted it and rode after the man of God. He found him sitting under an oak tree and asked, are you the man of God that came from Judah? He says, I am, I am, he replied. So the prophet said to him, come home with me and eat. Verse 16. The man of God said, I cannot turn back and go with you, nor can I eat bread or drink water with you in this place. I have been told by the word of the Lord, you must not eat bread or drink water um, there or return by the way you came. Verse 18, the old prophet answered, I too am a prophet, as you are. The angel said to me, by the word of the Lord, bring him back with, with you to your house so that he may eat bread and drink water. But he was lying. So the man of God returned with him and ate and drank in, the, in his house. While they were sitting there at the table, the man of God, or the, the word of the Lord came to the old prophet who had brought him back. He cried out to the man of God who had come from Judah. He said to him, this is what the Lord says, You have defied the word of the Lord and not kept my command. The Lord your God gave you. You came back and ate bread and drank water in the place where I told you not to eat or drink. Therefore, your body will not be buried in the tomb of your ancestors isn't that deep like man this is a harsh story yo this is this is sad you know and he got like led astray it's not his fault right this is how i felt too when i first read this story and so when the man of god had finished eating it, it gets deeper too and drinking the prophet who had brought him back saddled his donkey for him as he went on his way a lion met him on the road and killed him that's even worse and his body was left lying on the road with both donkey and lion standing beside it. That just shows you that this was an act of God because you're never going to see a, a lion just chilling next to a donkey. It doesn't happen. That, that lion's going to eat that donkey. I eat the man too. Um, 
in verse 25, some people who passed and saw the body lying there with the lion standing beside the body. And they went and reported to the city where the old prophet lived. When the prophet who had brought him back from his journey heard of it, he said, It is a man of God who defied the word of the Lord. The Lord has given him over to the lion, which has mauled and killed him, as the word of the Lord had warned him. 27, the prophet said to his son, Saddle up a donkey for me. And they did. Then he went out and found the body lying on the road with the donkey and the lion beside it. The lion had neither eaten the body or, or, or mauled the donkey. So the prophet picked up the body of the man of God and laid it on the donkey and brought it back to the city to mourn for him and bury him. Then he laid the body in the tomb and they mourned over him and said, Alas, my brother. You're saying, AJ, why are you reading this terrible story to us? <laughs> why? Was yeah, this story is a long story too, wasn't it? But it, it's um, man, it it, it it shows you though, you know. Um, I want us to look at. There's three people in the story. There's the king, there's the man of God from Judah, and then there's the old prophet. And I want us to get the king first, right? And here we 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 got to be built different, you know, because this king, like God gives us, God gives us promises. He gives us words and he gave this king a word he, he gave this king like if i had this word he, he told the king i will establish your let me let me, let me go to it. it's in first kings let me get it up here first kings um 11 38 um he says that um if, if you listen to me and walk in my ways and do what is right in my eyes keep my statutes and my commandments as david my servant did i will be with you and i will build you a sure house as i built for david and i will give you israel to you the, the a sure house in other words he was going to establish his house for generations that promise like you know he was given that promise if you just follow me if you just walk in my ways and for many of us he's given us promises he's given us words but see jeroboam he wasn't he was missing it he wasn't built with consistently consistency because look at here when he remember he stretched out his arm at the old prophet he stretched out his arm and he, and he says seize him grab into his arm it's shriveled up he couldn't bring it back. But all of a sudden, you see, you're reading that in, in that scripture. He's telling, he's, he's, the king is saying to the man of God, intercede with God for me. That, that, you know, help me out here. Intercede. Talk to God on my behalf. Many times we go be like that. We can be like we only serving God when things are going wrong. Only serving God when it's all messed up. Not serving God in the good seasons. But we got to be consistent. We got to be number one. My number one thing is built with consistency. Built with consistency. A consistency and a commitment to God. You know, it, it, it takes consistency to finish a race. You can't just start the race and just say, okay, I'm done. I've started it. I'm, I'm, I'm going I'm, to, I'm done with this race now, you know, next race. No, it takes, you, you want to finish the race. You want to get to the finish line. And that's how it was serving God, you know, because there's, there's, there's going to be a time in, in the race when you, when you, when you, when you, when you feel like, you know, your body wants to give up, when you feel like you, you can't, you can't take another step. When you feel like, you know, I'm not going to make it. And there's times in life that you, you, you get saved. Salvation is a start. And, and, and sometimes when you get saved, it's like, you know, you're on cloud nine because you, you receive the, the, the Holy Spirit. And all of a sudden, things are going to be a change. And all of a sudden, you know, the devil don't want you to be saved. He's going to hit you with stuff. He's going to cause people to come against you. He's going to say, why, why are you a Christian now? People are going to start coming against you. They're, they're not going to want you to serve. The devil's not going to want you to serve God. You know, sometimes your family won't want you to serve. Sometimes there's friends that won't want you to serve God. But we got to say, you know what? No, I'm going to stay committed to this. I'm going to stay consistent, you know? Um, church is not something we just do on here on a Saturday, but it's, it's, it's something that we, we serve God on a, on, on a daily, on a weekly basis. We go after Him on a weekly basis. We say, God, you know what? 
I'm grateful. I'm going to keep on running this race for you. Yeah, it got hard. Yeah, I may have stumbled and fall. fall, fall. I must have. I might have hit a hurdle or two. I might. I might not have cleared those hurdles. But God, I want to. I'm going to keep on going after you. I'm going to keep on serving you, even when the, the when it gets tough, especially when it gets tough. Don't we need Him in the, in the tough times more than ever? But we can't have this attitude. But it's only tough times. It's the only time I'm going to cry out to you, God. No, we got to have a consistency on a daily basis. Lord, I'm going to serve you day in, day out. We look at the king and what great promises he was given. There's promises in the word of God for us. If my people would humble themselves, you know, I would, I would, hear, I would hear their cry, I would hear their prayer, and I would answer it. You know, and there's so many promises. But we got to be, we got to, we, we got to have that relationship with him. We got to go after him. Be consistent in that. Built with consistency. If we were building a talent tree for us as Christians, we got to put consistency and commitment into it. Many of us, we were never consistent with anything. We, you know, when I was younger, I used to jump from, from video game to video game. <laughs> you know, it wasn't until World of Warcraft came out that I, I finally got consistent with something. <laughs> and it taught me a lot. You know, say what you want about wow, a lot of people don't like it. But it, it, taught, me how to, it taught me about consistency to be consistent, you know, week in, week out. That consistency to serve God day in, day out. You know, we look at the king, he, he, a promise was there for him. There's so many promises for us as we go after, as, as we pursue holiness, as we be pleasing to God. You know, as we use that act of faith, you know, I, Lord, I, I can't see the next step, but I'm trusting you. I'm going to keep on, but I'm going to hold on to you. I'm not going to give up. I'm going to keep trusting you, even when I can't see the next step. And that pleases God. We know that without faith, it's impossible to please God. But we know if we're acting out in faith, if we're trusting the Lord every day, day by day, Lord, I'm going to continue to pray for you, pray with you, Lord. I'm going to continue to have a relationship with you, day by day. That consistency, that consistency. You know, I always talk about King David because I'm, I'm like, I love David is a worshiper. I, I love worshiping, and I'll, I'll sit here with my guitar some days and just, even though I can't sing very good, I wish I had a beautiful voice like, like Pastor Amanda and Pastor Susie. I wish I could sing like them. Like, Lord, why don't you give me those? Even my wife, she sings awesome. I'm like, why don't you give me those vocal cords? I just, and David's like, you know, he was a man after God's heart. And I just, I love the, I, I, like, you, you can tell through the reading the Psalms, you know? He, he would be like, search me, O Lord, and know my heart, know my anxious thoughts. You know, because he, he, he wanted to have that relationship with God. He, even when things were going wrong, even though I walked through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Because he knew who his God was. Even when I face tr troubles of many kind, even when I face trials, I'm not going to give up. I'm going to consistently pursue you. I'm going to go after you, Lord. Because I, I know that you're the only one. You're the only one that can help me in this situation or in these, in these times of trouble. You know? I lift up my eyes to the hills. Where does my help come from? You know, there's, there's so much. There's so much we can grab hold of in, the, in God's word. That's why I, I love reading David's um, um, life and, 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 his, and the Psalms. But then you look at his son, a man that was so wise. But what did he lack? He lacked consistency because it says in the word that he had many wives and they turned his heart away from God. And that brings me to my next point. You know, you look at the king today. Now you're looking at the man of God from Judah. When he knew the world, Lord, he told him, I cannot, he told the, he told the king, even if you gave me half of your possessions, I can't eat or drink in this place. Or go back the way I came. And that, that phrase right there, go back the way I came, that's my second point, built with no retreat. You know, as Christians, that, that retreat word is, is not in our vocabulary. There is no going back. 
There's no going, tell, tell somebody in chat, there's no going back. There is no going back. God brought you too far for you to go back to what you used to be. You know, and I, I, throughout the Bible, you see it. You know, when times got hard, people of Israel, times got hard, they wanted to go back to Egypt. When times got difficult. And that's why I believe God told the man of God from Judah in this story. Don't go back the way you came, because sometimes we go back the way we came. So he was, he, he, it was a walk, right? And sometimes you might have seen, maybe he's seen people. Maybe they would offer him, maybe on the way back, they would have said, hey, hey, I remember you, I saw you this morning. Here's some bread and water. And see, the, the Lord didn't want that for him. The Lord gave him a commandment. Don't eat or drink in this place. Or don't go back by the way you came. Maybe you go back, you see people that you know. And sometimes that happens to us. We start thinking, man, I had it, back. I had it better before I got saved. Before I met God, and that's a lie from the that's a lie from the enemy. Let me tell you that right now. You ever think that's a lie? It was. I tell you right now. One day in the house of the Lord, one day is better than a thousand days elsewhere, and that's the word of God. That's truth. Don't don't ever let the devil lie to you. Think that you had it better before you met God, or was easier before I was a Christian. That's a lie from that's a lie from the pit of hell. That's a lie. It wasn't better, and there's no going back. So sometimes 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 we want to go back to those old relationships that God brought us out of. God has a God has this, this this relationship ready for us, but all of a sudden, because we, we we think that we had it better before, we try to go we try to text that that text that old that old girlfriend or that that old person that was bringing you away from God. Maybe that friend that that that, that, that kept on deterring you from doing what God had called you from being saved from even bringing you out to the wrong places, you know, or maybe going back. Maybe you get invited to to, to these parties or, or or do this and that. And, and you know, God didn't call you to go back there. You know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, you say, Pastor, I'm going to go back. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to minister. To, I'm going I'm to be the light to all of them. And you, you end up being the worst one at the party. Come on. You're the one that's jumping on tables and doing backflips. And, you know, and you're like, whoa. And everybody's thinking, was it, isn't, isn't that guy a, a saved? Isn't he a Christian? And instead of, them, instead of us saving them, they're turning us back. They're turning our hearts away from God. Maybe you're, maybe you're going back to those kind of relationships. And God's not called you to go back to that stuff. There's no retreat. Once you got saved, once you tasted and seen the goodness of God, there's no going back. It won't taste the same. You'll be in that party. It won't be the same because you know too much. God's done too much in your life for you to go back to that old, old lifestyle, for you to go back to being a slave of sin. No. He's done too much for you. It won't be the same. Trust me. It won't taste the same. Because you've already tasted the goodness of the Lord. Nothing's going to satisfy you. The world's not going to satisfy you. That old relationship, you think it's going to satisfy you. Let me tell you, sin might satisfy you for a season. It might, because let's be honest, sin was good for a season. I've sinned before, and I thought, I, was, I thought it was great for a season. But when that season was up, sin always kept me longer than I wanted to stay. It, 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 it had a grip on me. Are you hearing what I'm saying? It wanted to, it wanted to destroy my life. It wanted to kill. And it, sin only had one destiny for me, and that was hell. An eternity away from God. But as Christians now, you know, yeah, we, we make mistakes. We fall short. But we got to have the attitude where, you know what, Lord, I don't want sin in my life no more. We got to make that effort. You know, Christianity is not just like, okay, I've sinned. I'm, I'll just repent. No. Repentance is, is, is doing that, 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 not that 360 where you, do a, you just go around. No, it's doing that 180 saying, you know what, I don't want that no more. You know, that, that, that was the difference between, between King David too. When he sinned, he repented. He realized, Lord, I've messed up. I'm sorry. And as Christians, we got to have that heart. Say, God, I want to serve you consistently. I messed up. I'm sorry. I don't want to be, I don't want to sin. 
But some of us, we're just like, we just go full force into the sin and we bask in it for a couple months until it takes more than we want it. Then we realize, whoa, what am I doing? And then we cry out to God, no, it can't be like that. Don't let sin grip hold of you. Don't turn back. Don't, there's no retreat. There's, look at that, like I said, uh, said, I don't know if I said earlier, but that Roman armor, right? The armor of God, there's, there, there's, there's no armor for the back. There's no retreat. There's no going back. God never intended us to run away. God intended us to keep on going forward, to be that consistent. Are you, are you still with me? Built with no retreat. That's number two. Built with no retreat. No turning back. No, none of this, my heart is turning back to the things of this world. No. My heart has to be going after God. Consistently, daily basis. And that's why God told him, I believe in the scripture, that don't go back the way you came. Don't go back to the, 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 maybe the people you passed through, those old relationships that I brought you out of. Don't go to that old lifestyle that I, that I delivered you from. That you were like, Lord, if you get me out of this, I'll do anything for you. And now we're thinking it was better back then. Just like Israel. They're in Egypt. Lord, get us out of Egypt. And, when they, and then when they tell, the minute, a, minute, a minute a trial came at the Red Sea, they were telling Moses, was there not enough graves in Egypt for us to die out? It would have been better for us to die in Egypt than to die out here in the desert. And we could plan like that. We could be like that. Because God, there's no retreat. There's no retreat. There's no going back. They know too much now. And that's why I, I believe it. This story, you know, it's deep. It's like, man, this poor guy, you know, this man and guy from Judah, we don't even know his name. He probably would have if he would have kept on consistently serving the Lord. And this is really my last point. You know, the last part of this, you remember when I said he was under the oak tree? And this is why relationship with God is so important. You got to have a relationship with God. I, I, we, it's the most important thing in your life. That we got saved, we received him. He wants to have a relationship with you. He wants he wants you to he wants to know he knows everything about you, but he wants you to know him more. We need more of him and less of us, and we need to have that relationship with him. And when you spend time with somebody for a long time, you you, you get to know him, right? You get to know him. We've heard analogies about it, you know, about even in my wife. I didn't know her at the start. It wasn't until we started living together and then we got married. I got to know more about her, right? Because I had that relationship with her. I got to know. I, I could tell right away when Donnie gets, my wife gets mad, I, I, I know. If I say something wrong, I can, I can tell. I've got, I know her. You know? And God wants to have a relationship with you like that. Yes, He knows what you're going through. He knows what you're facing. He knows everything about you. He knows more about you than you know about yourself. But He wants to have that, He wants to hear from your lips. He wants to have that relationship with you. You know? And here, this man, you know, he, this man of God, He did everything right. Man, what a powerful day that was, right? Man, he's like an altar split in half. The king's hand got shriveled up. A king, you know what it was like for anybody to come against the king back then? Like, you'd be, you'd be killed in an instant. But God, God restored the king's hand. He, he witnessed signs and wonders that day. You know, God used through him. And then he was probably exhausted. He, he, was, he came to that time of, of resting under the oak tree. And it's in these seasons... That were like, you know, they, they always say idle time is the devil's playground. And it's, 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 it's in those seasons that, you know, maybe we're not, we're not busy. Things are not really happening. That's the seasons we need to be getting hold of God. You know? We need to be like, you know, 
you know, this is my chill season. No, this is this is a season you have opportunity to you can make your relationship stronger with God. And that's what it was there under that oak tree. See, he wouldn't have got led astray, I believe, if he, if when he was under that oak tree taking a rest. The man of God, the, the old prophet came. The old prophet was there. See, why it, it, this story is full of full, full, full of like, man, so many gems. Why didn't the God use the old prophet to, to go before the king and tell him? Because probably the old prophet wasn't pursuing God, wasn't wasn't living a life going after God. And he, he evidently wasn't because he lied to another fellow prophet. He lied to, to the man of God from Judah. He told him, oh, um, an angel told me. You know, and the, and the Bible says something about that. Uh, it, it actually says about that in, in um, is it in Galatians. Um, let me see if I can find it. It says, even if, um, let me see real quick. Even if somebody comes to you and says, that, or even, even an angel light appears before you, but it doesn't line up with the word of God. It doesn't line up with the word of God. That's why when we preach the word here, even at GSC, we want you to go back and we want you to check it. We want you to know for yourself. Don't, talk, don't take our word for it. You look, you look it up. After I'm done with this story, I hope some of you take the time to read the story and see what God reveals to you because that's what God revealed to me. Under that oak tree, he should have been, he should have been trying to get a hold of God his relationship with God. And that's, the, and that's the last thing. We are built for relationship with God. Number three. We're built, we're built for, we're, be, built with, be built with consistency. Are you hearing me? Built with consistency. Built with no retreat. And built, we're built. Most important thing of all is that relationship with God. Under the oak tree. You know, there's, there's many like, verses in the Bible about the oak tree. So, so, some, some, um, there's different verses like in Genesis there's verses about altars being built under the oak tree and I really believe that this was like this was his last chance really under this oak tree he was there and um, he should have been getting a hold of God because he would have known then when that that old prophet wouldn't have been able to cut in on him and, and tricked him from obeying the truth and the truth was that God gave him a command and that's why relationship with God is so important because you're going to have people come into our lives and it's going to try to deter us. It's going to try to cut in on us. You're running a good race. You're doing so good. Our search, our, it might not even be a person. It might be a circumstance. It might be even a job. Maybe you got offered a job. You're going to be missing church every week. You're going to be missing out. I don't, I really, I, I don't, I don't ever believe that God wants to take you away from church. If, 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 and like, I, I, I'm all for jobs, but I, I'll tell you right now, God doesn't ever want, I, um, want to take you away from work. I mean, we work from, from, from church. You don't want, you know, that, that's, that's, not, that's, that's not from God. If he, He's telling you, uh, uh, making you busy here on a, a, a Saturday, He don't want to take you away from church. That's not God. You know, He, he wants you here week in, week out. You know, he, he wants you receiving the word. Never in the Bible does it say, you know, that he's taking, He wants to take away from, from, from the fellowship. And that fellowship here at GSC is so important. We, we hang out after Discord. It's so important, you know. That's why Pastor Susie believes in it so much. That's why he, he wants to build land centers because we need the fellowship with the, with, with with the family with, with the body of Christ. We need a, we need we need a fellowship with each other. We need to be here for each other. But most importantly, the the relation, most important relationship we need to have is with God. And see, under that oak tree, at the last part of that scripture, there he was under the oak tree. I'm just gonna paraphrase it. The old prophet came to him and said, "An angel appeared to me, told me, but he lied." And it's sad because. God has so much for this man. We don't even know. God probably has so that was just probably one of the the, the the times that we probably would have read about the man of God from Judah. But we don't even get to know because after this, the lion kills him. And then he's not buried with the 
And not to be buried with your ancestors, that, that's, it's like a disgrace. It's like, man, it's heartbreaking. It's heartbreaking, right? You're like, man, he got let astray. It's not his fault. But let me tell you, though, it's up to us. That's why I tell you, read the word for yourself and know. Have a relationship with God with yourself and know. You, when we get to heaven, when all is said and done, it's not going to be like, well, AJ told me this. No, God's going to say, well, you should look it up for yourself. You should, you should know you should know me for yourself. Your relationship is not because of any of the pastors here. It's just between you and God. The same thing for this man of God. The Lord told me my relationship was with him. He should have listened to me, my word, and obeyed it. You know? And I, I was reading, I read the story a couple years ago, and that was like, stood out to me, you know? It's in those seasons that we're like, you know, just chilling, but we need to, begin, we need to get a hold of God. Maybe you're here today, and your relationships, you know, with, your relationship with God is, 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 is barely hanging on. You're, you haven't been talking to him. You haven't been seeking him. You haven't been reading his word. You know, it's right here, man. Let me tell you, like, people say, Pastor, what's, what's God's will for my life? And it's, it's right here. He reveals it through his word. He, he speaks through his word. It's the greatest gift we've been given. We, we, his word, we have the Holy Spirit inside of us. All of a sudden, we'll read something, and the Holy Spirit will quicken us. Like, whoa, what is that? You know? What is that? He wants to have a relationship with you. This man of God, he, he, he was so close, running such a good race. That's my question for you today. You're running a good race. But who cut on on you? Who stopped you from believing the truth? I just prayed, I pray today that you get this opportunity, you know, today. Don't wait till tomorrow. Say, I'll do it tomorrow. You know, and that's a, a lot of us, we procrastinate. I'll do it tomorrow. I'll do it tomorrow. But don't wait. Tomorrow's not promised to no man. Today's the day. Maybe you're here for the first time and you say, man, I, this is, a, this is a crazy story, you know. I, I don't understand what I'm talking about. Let me tell you, you're not here by accident. You didn't come to this. You might have thought you clicked the, the chat or clicked into GSC Church this morning by accident, but it's not by accident. I really believe it talks about Jesus is at your heart and he's, and he's knocking on it. He's knocking on the door. I want you to visualize a door. There's no handle on the outside. He, he won't force himself in. He won't force himself in on you. No, it's your choice to let him in and he wants to and it says he wants to he wants to he wants to sit with you he wants to eat with you he wants to he wants to commune with you he wants to he, he wants to have a relationship with you it's your choice this morning and even for some of us that have been saved a long time some of us he was in the house but we kicked him back out you say oh but he'll never leave us he'll forsake us but yeah but we've been filling our, our lives with sin we've been we, we, he didn't leave us. We left him. We we turned our back on him. We we ran away from the truth. We shut the door. We we said, "Okay, Jesus, hey, good to see you. Thanks, thanks for stopping by." And now he's outside that door, but he's still knocking. And I'm telling her today. Maybe this message is for you. You know, it's, it's it, there's so much that God spoke to me through this message. You know, because it takes a consistency. It takes not going back to the old way. It takes that relationship with God every day. It's a daily choice. You wake up in the morning, you got to make that choice. As for me and my house, who, who are you going to serve? Maybe you're here today and you say, you know what, I want that, Pastor. I, I feel God knocking at the door of my heart. I don't I, I don't even understand what you said, but I feel something inside. I, I, I want to receive Jesus as my Lord and Savior. I want you to repeat this prayer after me. And look at this day forward, things are going to change, you know? Salvation, it's just the start. There's so much more God has for you. 
receiving him is, is the start of something honestly of a, of a great inheritance of eternal life you know but we got to turn our backs on that old lifestyle we got to be willing to accept him our lord and savior and then what that means is i don't want sin in my life no more i don't need more of that i need more of you lord so say this prayer and me say father god i come before you i believe that you died and rose again on that third day forgive me of my sins and come into my heart i want to be built different for you i accept you as my lord and savior in jesus name amen can we get some praise the lord's amen chat thank you guys god bless amen amen can we get some hype in the chat for those people that are just accepting jesus christ for the first time put your hands together because this is a life-changing decision and that was an awesome message that pastor aj valadis just brought to us that we are built for a relationship with god that was his last point there i truly believe no matter what you have going on in your life no matter what baggage you feel like you're carrying around maybe you feel like you've been to church before and you're saying this is something that i you know it's for other people it's not for me listen i can tell you it is for everybody Jesus Christ for, is for everyone, and we are built. Our human bodies are built for a relationship with God. So congratulations to those of you that have just made a decision. And hey, I want you to be brave and bold. If this was the first time that you have accepted Jesus Christ into your life, I want you to do something for me. If you can put a yes in the chat right now, we want to see who you are. We want to celebrate with you. We want to congratulate you as well. So for those of you that are accepting Jesus Christ, put a yes in the chat so we can see you once again and congratulations to those people. And if somebody could do me a favor and type exclamation point next level in the chat. If you made that decision today, I would encourage you, click on that link. It will send you to a form that we ask you to fill out with as much information as you feel comfortable giving. This is going to be able to give us a way to be able to give you some resources so we can reach out to you because a lot of people, this is a big decision, but they don't know exactly where to go from here. We want to help you on this new walk and this new journey that you have with Jesus Christ in your life. And so please fill out that form. We would love to be able to connect with you. But guys, this is the reason why we do everything here at God Squad Church. Every single week, we see people putting yeses in the chat. We see people giving their lives to the Lord. And we're also able to do things like SquadCon. This last week was an absolute blast. I'm wearing the shirt today. Hallelujah. Built different. It was so fun, though. But it's because of your generosity and your faithfulness that we're able to continue doing these things and be able to see the impact and the changes in lives all around the entire world. It's because of your sacrifice. And so I want you to know there are multiple safe and secure ways that you can give to God Squad Church. You can go to the panels below, click on the give link. You can also go to our website and customize it to any way you see fit, recurring giving, whether it's weekly, monthly, or even a one-time donation. And then finally, you can also use text to give by texting any amount to number 84321. But no matter how you are giving, we thank you so much for your faithfulness and generosity. Remember, every penny counts. 